Hi, this is Deckard Kane. Why don't you sit a while and listen? I guess I usually say stay a while. <laughs> what do I know? I'm an old man, and technically, spoiler, I'm dead. If you'd like to see the Diablo show and other shows like it continue to thrive and survive on the Frog Pants Network, might I suggest you head on over to patreon.com slash frogpants. Give just a little bit of swag cash each month. I, I don't know what swag cash is, but let's say it's a dollar. A dollar a month goes a long way to help this show uh, stay on the air and be cool and be rad. You want to see a season three? That's one way to help ensure it. So go help us out. Again, this is Deckard Kane saying, go to uh, patreon.com slash frogpants. Won't you? So BlizzCon was weird this year, right? I mean, the whole thing kind of came and went and had no major, uh, I was at Nintendo, no major uh, Diablo news or sort of announcements or anything. I mean, they had a couple of panels, one of which was wedged right in the center of the World of Warcraft movie sandwich. And I don't know how you get away with that and suspect that I'm, I, I guess diehard Diablo people are guaranteed to be there because they don't care about the movie. But uh, that was a rough time. I couldn't get in there then because of the movie thing. I had to see that and uh, caught up on it later. And we'll talk about a bunch of that here in a minute on the show. But we knew going in, we weren't getting a ton of new Diablo things this this year. But I got to admit, it was kind of hard watching my game of 2014 get less exposure than one would like. I mean, clearly it's an important game to Blizzard. They've sold tens of millions of copies. It's a bona fide, ridiculous success. And what they did talk about at the event surely points to all sorts of support moving forward. But they didn't have anything major to say. I mean, I'm sure that team is sitting around right now discussing what a expansion looks like at this point, right? They have to be. That or dare I say, Diablo 4. That seemed a little soon. I don't need Diablo 4 at this point. The engine's great. The systems are great. What they're doing to it is great. They just need to keep putting content out. And while this year didn't didn't uh, turn out to be the venue for it, I suspect next year, if there is a BlizzCon next year, we'd hear more Diablo goings-on. To what extent, I don't know. They've still not figured out how to eSport up this game, Right. I mean, originally they were going to have that PvP element that never happened. Uh, I don't know what you do. I mean, seasons really aren't competitive enough to be a you know a thing you could cast in front of people. It doesn't have that hook that all the other games have, including even Warcraft. We've talked about it before, but even they've got their thing, right, with arenas and stuff. Raced world first, like uh, raid stuff and all that. Uh, Diablo is left in the lurch. I mean, all their other games, really every other game. I can't think of one, including Overwatch, which just was announced, that doesn't have some kind of eSport hook. With the exception of Diablo, it's the only one. And they're so big on that. I can't imagine it goes too much longer before there isn't something to do there. I don't know what. You know it's been discussed. It has to have been. 
whatever. BlizzCon, it came, it went. I had a blast. I met a lot of cool people, including some super rad Diablo people. All of that will come up in the show later, but I need to make an announcement. I am so freaking stoked about this. I got a Treasure Realm Goblin. So me and my friends, uh, Belfaz, Ralph, me. Who else was in there? That may have been it. Did we just do three of us? No, we had one other guy. Well, whatever. Yeah, we had four. We went in and we did that four farmer deal, right? So you go into a uh, your your first set of bounties. Everybody splits up. They all go hunting for for goblins. We found lots of goblins and they wouldn't cough up the, the goods. Until we got, I want to say, two and a half full bounty areas in, which doesn't take long if all four of you are doing them. And uh, one of them got bugged out. The second one we did, we never never did get the cash there because it got bugged. It just wouldn't work. Guy would not cough up, you know, standing in the middle of the town going, oh, you're, thank you for coming. Go do more work. We're like, no, we did it all, but it still wouldn't give us the, the thing. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. By the time we got to that point, we ended up in the same zone uh, or the same bounty area, just killing stuff bef- uh, when we happened to find a goblin who popped the uh, treasure realm portal. And we didn't expect it at all. We just thought, oh, we're all in the same place. This isn't going to work, right? So in a weird way, we kind of still got a, we got a portal without doing it the, the farm way. We all happened to be in the same place when it happened. So I don't know, kind of weird circumstance. But there it was. Boom. I got in. I got a, like 35 million gold. Uh, I got the gem, the, legend, the legendary and a couple of rings. I got out of there. I'm now wearing that gem because now everyone explodes with gold. It is, it is glorious. Oh, man. Like what a, I don't even know what to compare it to. My life got better. I know that. And I was happy to just, you know, take out a gem that was a fine ranked up legendary gem. that I had been chipping away at for a while. Happy to put that greed one in there. Or what is it? The hoarder, gem of the hoarder or whatever. Because, uh, yeah, watching everything I go, well, not everything, but percentage points likely in the 29, 30% right now with the way I have it ranked up that many times something dies, I get like a cloud of gold will poop out and I can, I can walk away from a single simple dumb mob who just died with, you know, 74,000 gold from him dying. Occasionally. It's not always that big, but I'm a very rich man as a result of that, that gem. Anyway, finally got in. I don't have to complain about it anymore. I don't have to talk about RNG and how bad it is. I will make this one complaint though. It's not really a complaint, but it's a, it's a, I think it's worth mentioning that the art and the design and the care that goes into what that place is, it is very unfortunate how rare it is because there are going to be a lot of players who just plain never see it. And that is a shame because it's gorgeous in there, like kind of breathtakingly awesome. That boss is great. The just the look and feel of it all, the sound of it, just the general vibe in there. Like, I wish they would open that up to rifts and stuff just as a run through for a rift zone or for a rift uh, tile set without, you know, you don't have to have all the gold in there, but just give us the place to be because it's so cool in there. That blew my mind. So anyway, very happy. I got it. I don't have to complain anymore. And I got a lot of gold right now. Hi Scott, Alan here. 
Um, I walked into a room full of treasure goblins. Uh, not once, but twice. The first time it happened was a few months ago, and there's like 15, 20 goblins in there. I freaked out, I chased all of them, I killed none of them, they all just got away, um, and I was sad. And yesterday, I, my computer was being a bit laggy, and I was doing a greater rift, and I ran in, or a rift, and there was like 15 of them lying around, I was like, blam, kill them, and I chased, and I chased, and I chased, and eventually like I got like 7 or 8 goblins. Didn't get into the goblin realm, but still... It was fun. Tried to do a screen grab. Didn't work. Um, just wanted to know if you've come across this. Love the show. Take care. Bye. Have not seen that. I've never been in a room where more than one or two didn't pop. And, and when I'd see two, it's usually because it was like that one of those weekends where they doubled up goblins. So you're a lucky man, dude. I would have killed and done done that. I mean, obviously, it didn't help you get into the realm, but just the idea of it. Plus, there's plenty of loot right there, right? Oh, man. Plus, just the mad dash to kill them all. That must have been something else. I would have been tempted to hit escape and drop difficulty down on the fly. Like a real jerk face. (laughs) Just so I could make sure I killed as many as humanly possible, even if it meant they had less chance of dropping legendaries or whatever. That's pretty cool, man. Speaking of goblins, so there's something we learned uh, over there that the uh, the BlizzCon last week. I learned a lot of things, not the least of which is the bathroom at the Hilton after a uh, party the night before uh, is just about the worst thing I've ever witnessed as a human being. And I recommend highly avoiding that. Don't use the main floor Hilton near the bar bathroom or you will be greeted by... All manner of human waste. <laughs> I've never seen anything quite like it. It was bad. It was so bad. I don't know who's in charge, but well, you know, I got up early. We left it. I left that party at 2 a.m. Uh, went upstairs, had a flight, at, had to get up at 4 to make a flight. So only had two hours of sleep. So they probably hadn't had a lot of time to do anything down there. But man, that was... I don't know when last call was, but that was grim, grim. Anyway, these new goblins that you get to kill and take things from. You hear about these? Oh, man. So, uh, Joss Muscaria, Muscaria. How do you say his name? Muscaria? Anyway, the mysterious uh, uh, lead on this game who I saw, went up to talk to, turned my head for two seconds, looked back, and he had disappeared like a goblin himself. Anyway. They're adding new members to the Treasure Goblin family, the Blood Thief, the Odious Collector, and the Gem Hoarder. These are all variations of your typical Treasure Goblin. Looks just like them, just different colors. Each are going to drop a different type of loot. Blood Shards? Oh, howdy. By the way, I I got a quick complaint about Kadala, Kadalarha there. Because she, on my third roll, on a just hopping over there and saying, I got some Blood Shards I should spend. I'm still trying to get this chess piece uh, for the set I'm trying to complete. Let's just roll on some chess. And she rolled third third time, I want to say. Maybe fourth. Uh, the cinder coat, which I've wanted since forever. Because what I do with fire already is uh, demonstratively... Is that a word? Demonstratively. <laughs> uh, 
uh, let me put it this way. It's way rad. All my fire damage and that thing just hmm, knocks it out of the park. I wanted that so bad. And I got it. She totally, she totally dropped it. Third, third one in. And she made some comment like, ooh, that might be handy. Or some BS line like that. Anyway, uh, you want more blood shards. That game needs them now because you're spending them so quickly because her prices went up so high despite her increased drop rate. So you'll get a bunch of blood shards off of one of those dudes. Crafting materials and recipes and gems respectively. So the crafting materials are going to poop off of the odious collector. And uh, the gems off the off the third guy there, the treasure, the, the gem goblin or the gem hoarder. These will be in 2.1.2. And their words, not mine, they might not be alone. What does that even mean? All right, don't worry, there's more. Busy weekend for the details. It just wasn't flashy, you know. So you can get up and go, yeah, we got a new expansion. Here's an intro movie, and here's Chris Metzen to explain more. They didn't do any of that. They were too busy launching or announcing Overwatch, pushing WoW, and uh, all of its 10-year birthday stuff, and a bunch of hero stuff, and yeah, StarCraft expansion, all that. I don't know. I just don't like to see my favorite game get short shrift. Making rifts even cooler than they are before is one of their goals. Senior game designer Johnny Ebert touched on their design intent behind Nephilim Rifts. Talked a lot about randomization. As a tool to create an experience, this is their words, quote, that infinitely make it replayable, unquote. They say they're revisiting several existing zones from Act 1 and 2 and adding new maps and tiles and stuff like that to accomplish that goal. These changes uh, will apply to the Oasis, Spider-Cades, Spider-Cade? Hey, that's an arcade I'd go to. Don't lie, you would too. And Leorix jail maps will be implemented for both Nephilim and Greater Rifts in patch 2.1.2. They'll be uh, doing the same for Stinging Winds and the Tristam Fields and the Festering Woods in a future patch as well. I don't know if they do them all at once. Maybe it's a lot more work than I think. Uh, That's good news. All of that is good news. Hey, this is uh, Brad from down in Georgia. Uh, I just want to get your take on what you think about sex right now. It seems, and this is coming to light a lot more with the uh, recent changes to the game, but a lot of classes only have one set that really works for them. And I get that that is more or less the end game. You want that set, and then you can do the top stuff, but it doesn't allow for a lot of variety. Yeah, just uh, one your opinion on that. All right, thanks. Okay, his call is a little rough, but I get it. I get what your point is, and I understand. And I think you're right. I mean, if you want to be fire damage, Joe, with your wizard, you better get the firebird set. If you want to do, I don't know what else. The Tal Rasha set is pretty good for, uh, oh, is it just like resistance, survivability builds and things? I haven't completed it, so I don't even know why I'm making that set. <laughs> I haven't been paying attention. Um, look, the the tendency or the temptation for players to aim for min-maxing is strong. And it's going to be that way with any game like this or even remotely like this. They do it with MMOs. They do it with games like this. RPGs are just rife with this kind of problem, which is, oh, somebody on the forums discovered that the the the, the Ving Rhames set is the, uh, you know, that's the one. If you want to max your DPS, 
and eliminate all foes within your, your eyeballs, why, why that's the way to go. And then they have people who are just like, well, all right, it's that set, but it's this weapon and it's this offhand and it's this helm and it's this gems. I mean, there's all kinds of theories and there's theory crafting happening constantly. I mean, hell, they even had a theory crafting Thursday thing until they changed the name. It's now the waypoint. Um, but you know what I'm saying? So I have ignored all of that because the truth is my goal in this game is never to do maximum everything at the maximum level. That's some people's goals and that's fine. They should be able to follow that goal. My goal is to have all the sets that I can get and play with them and try them and intermingle them and try bonus bonus sets or, you know, have a two piece bonus set versus all six because I've got another great two piece running someplace else, or I've got a piece of gear that has, uh, you know, plus one to a bonus set that you would not normally have. And that way you're getting a three piece, even though you're only using two, those kinds of combinations. I'm going for maximum fun here. What is the most, what, what is the most satisfying combat? What is the most fun I'm having with my friends? Aim for that. Don't theorycraft your way to the ultimate set. That's boring. That's always boring. I say make your own fun. Uh, new legendary gems have been announced as well. They've been a real game changer is what they said at the event. I would agree. Some people don't like them. Uh, I think they're fine. And uh, they've they've also had a way of shifting your stat priorities, right? Like if you're using those in a creative way, you may be, this may answer your question about how you're using sets and how you're using other, other uh, legendaries because those gems are kind of changing that up. It's also forcing me to use a ring and an amulet that are way underpowered, but because they have sockets in them right now, they're better than my highest powered stuff because they can hold the gems. If I only had one complaint, it would be that they only work in jewelry. I understand it. I get it. You can't just cover yourself in gems (laughs) and have them all be legendary. Or you know what? Why can't I, Blizzard? Why can't I do that? Hey, Josh. Why don't let me put him in a pair of boots? I don't understand why I can't. I, is balance an issue? I mean, other than, you know, trying to have some semblance of balance. I know you're not trying to balance every class completely 100%. If that were true, those uh, freaking witch doctors wouldn't be just ripping a giant new butthole everywhere they walked. They're drippy, disgusting powers. Anyway, so in 2.12... They're going to have some new legendary gems, and they say they'll be oriented around defense and healing to help fill in some of those gaps. Greater rift improvements are coming as well. They've told us a lot about these, and they say they've learned a lot since adding them to the game. A ton of changes coming in the next patch to address some, and this is their quote, of their or our and your biggest concerns, unquote. Expect balance changes to pylons, because pylons are still a controversial thing. Monster distribution levels. Rift Guardian randomness. Addition, uh, in addition to that, they're going to have some like resurrection at corpse it, at corpse option for non-hardcore players. Uh, each would have an incrementing death timer because you want that to affect your timer, your overall timer. That makes sense to me. But I also really like the idea of not having to go start at the beginning of a checkpoint because sometimes that's real bad depending on where you are. But anyway. Yeah, greater rifts, they're fine. I still prefer just a good old-fashioned rift, though. If I'm gonna, if I'm in for fun, 
and not to level a, you know, rank up a, a gem or something. I, I think I'm in for just riffs. I like riffs a lot. I think they're my favorite way to play. Um, uh, whatever. I go back and forth. Riffs, bounties, riffs, bounties. Just wanted to try to talk you into trying a hardcore character, uh, even a seasonal hardcore character on Diablo 3. Uh, I ran a hardcore character up to level 70, and uh, I was crunching my butt the whole time. All right. That's I the challenge has been I've I've lift I've taken up the gauntlet. Is that how you say that? When you have someone's challenged you? I've taken off my 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 uh cloth glove and I've slapped you across the face. I've accepted your challenge. I did it before you called though, because a couple of people at BlizzCon 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 came up to me and said, Scott, you need to do a hardcore character. Why? Well, because uh, it's awesome and you, you'll play totally different and you'll be nervous the whole time and it's super rad. So play that and do it seasonal. So you have a seasonal one. So you can then claim, lay claim to a level 70 seasonal dude who never died. And I said, well, he could die. They said, well, that's the whole point, right? You got to, you got to play differently. And they only said that. They said, we challenge you to make a wizard, squishy wizard, who is the least survivable of all of the, the uh, characters in the game and uh, therefore give yourself even a bigger challenge. And they said they would do it at the same time I did it. They made me promise I wouldn't say their name on the show. So I'm not, but I took up the challenge and I made one. His name is Larry and uh, we're on our way. Okay. I think he's level seven or eight. He is nowhere near dying ever because I don't know if you remember, but normal in that game is bonkers easy and I'm not dying at all. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to try. I mean, I'll try to get him to 70. No promises, though. If I start getting real nervous and get my, you know, my sphincter starts making diamonds, I may, I may not. <laughs> I may not continue with that idea. Ancient items are on their way. Lead designer Kevin Martins introduced a brand new feature at the event. Ancient items. They're an entirely new tier of legendary. Juiced up, able to roll up to 30% higher stats. So every legendary in the game now, so everything up to this point, has a chance to roll as an ancient legendary. I assume uh, seasonals do too, but they didn't really get into that. They can only be acquired at Torment 1 and above. Piece of cake. I'm running Torment 4 and 5 now. It's like not hard. The higher your torment level, the greater your chance of finding the ancient item. So, for example, if you got Ding Dong's Cleaver of Nightmares, okay, that's the weapon. You could get Ding Dong's Cleaver of Nightmares Ancient Edition and have that thing be seriously more powerful. So finally, you may actually have, this happens to me a lot, where I'll have an item and you'll get another one. You'll another one will drop with the same named item, and it's either not any better or not any worse. It's just kind of there. Now you have a chance of getting something that's that's better than the one you kept. So I'm pretty excited about that. Very excited, in fact. Also, new places to kill stuff. This is exciting. And we talked some about this earlier, but in addition to showing off that patch, they shared some concepts for coming for stuff coming in a later patch. For example, the runes. Ruins, rather, of Sesheron. I hope I'm saying that right. I think I heard him say it that way. The Ruins of Sesheron be a new adventure mode only zone. That's exciting. With new enemies, traps, and bounties. So we'll get new adventure mode stuff. That's great. Look how they're adding content. You guys should see that as a huge positive move. Like more bounty areas, new things to kill in those places. You know, it just occurred to me. Well, never mind. That's another story. I'll bring that up on a later show. 
But anyway, the former this is the former barbarian city inspired by the opening cinematic in Diablo 2, Lord of Destruction. And you'll be able to roam these ruins, uh, get new bounties, Nephilim rifts, greater rifts. They'll show up in all those things. That's exciting. I like that. New stuff. New stuff, man. The enemies your heroes will find are going to be the following. Uh, let's see. Here are some of them. The, the Naja Beetle. Naja, N-A-G-A. When I first read it, I thought it said Ninja Beetle, which is kind of cool in its own way. Uh, glowing Death and Frost Maggots. Frost maggots. <laughs> Yuck. Um, but not to be outdone, there is a new boss, a uh, character there called the Rat King. Big giant rat that walks on two hind legs, and it's pretty gross. It's the king of the rats, baby. Watch out. Nobody wants the king of the rats in their neck of the woods. Hey, Scott. This is Chris in Tennessee. I wanted to ask you if you've run across a busted weapon in Diablo uh, yet. I found a sword called the Doomsayer that is a level 70 legendary, but one of its magic properties is item level reduced by uh, requirement reduced by 30. So you can equip it at level 40. Last night leveling up a barbarian through some rifts i actually dinged 40 went up to town grabbed that weapon and equipped it and my damage went from 5000 to 65000 went back to the rift and three shotted the the rift boss but anyway uh it's my go-to weapon right now for all my characters i'm leveling and once i hit 40 i enjoy your shows and keep up the good work buddy Not broken. It's a feature, not a bug. Like, literally, that's supposed to work that way. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, I'm not going to disagree. It's bananas. <laughs> In some ways, it shouldn't be. I went through this a couple of times with some characters, but... Uh, yeah, that's... I mean, that's just a real special weapon, so why shouldn't it be rad and, and awesome and make your life better? Nothing wrong with that, man. Uh, what we got here? Uh, oh, season two's on the way. They talked about that. We knew about that, though. They're saying it's. Uh, they learned a lot from one. They keep saying this. We've learned a lot from stuff. So now they have plans to improve season two as a result from conquest, new legendaries and rewards. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff to get into. They didn't go into too much detail. They say they will soon, so keep an eye on the blog. We'll talk about it here on the show, of course. They also talked about the overall philosophy that's going on right now. Here is what they kind of are. Less is more. Limit the amount of stuff found, but make sure you care about those items. I think they've been doing that since 2.0, really. Uh, Legendary items should define builds. So they think, to answer the earlier caller question, the the legendary should make you go, hmm, I think I want to do this and use these items and whatever. So that's why these things are coming with sometimes re-rollable with the Enchantress, but things like, you know, I don't know, uh, plus 14% uh, arcane power for wizards, uh, specific to the wizard. So then if you're doing that, you're thinking, well, all right, well, that means that I should be using things that use more arcane power because now I've got a bigger pool to choose from and then, you know, gear accordingly so that I'm 
maximizing my my mana pool. Or it could be other stuff like, I don't know, uh, I'm trying to think of what I got the other day. Uh, Whirlwind does so much extra damage. They're like, oh, well, I'll, I should be using Whirlwind then. Usually I'll re-roll that stuff to things I prefer or stats I'd prefer. But it it depends. Like if it's a disintegrate boost on a piece of gear, that's great because I'm already using disintegrate like crazy. As an example. Uh, let's see. They are uh, leg- uh, blah, blah, blah. encourage build diversity, create interesting gearing choices. Rarity equals power. Ooh, listen to that. I like the sound of that. The rarest items in the game should feel more powerful. Well, I agree. The most powerful, powerful. If you're going to ask me, avoid muddling gear or mud muddling gear choices with an overlap in power range. So, philosophically, on the right track, man. It's important stuff. They have this quote to say about where they go from here. Where do we go from here, they say. (laughs) We've made some great sweeping changes, but there's always more room to learn and grow. We plan on continuing to create gameplay variety and to focus on the fantasy. This means sure, or this is, means making sure your demon hunter feels like vengeance incarnate and your crusader is that war machine made human. From there, we can balance to awesome and make sure that the numbers behind those characters speak to the details and to the ideals. It's an awesome quote. You know what? I feel like they're in the driver's seat. I think they know what they're doing. I mean, I really do. Like, I've got faith. They've proven themselves with this this expansion and all these patches. They have proven that whatever they do next, we're going to all be excited and ready and open arms. I am. Hi, Scott. This is Drew. And I just called to see what you thought of my impression of the Witch Doctor sound bug. Dude, sell it, baby, sell it. All right, he's making fun of this. It's pretty good. I mean, in all honesty, I I don't I couldn't have done that better. So I say, nice job. <laughs> that really cracked me up. Thanks for that call. That made my day. Uh, a quick note to uh, Diablo 2 players. Oh my gosh, Diablo 2 news, everyone. The breaking news. The Diablo 2 ladder reset is happening. It'll reset on November 25th. Okay, if you were worried that they weren't going to support Diablo 3 for a long time, I would point your eyes to this story about the Diablo 2 ladder getting getting reset and it being in the Diablo news. 25th of December, that happens. A lot of people still playing that game. They say it's that time again on the morning of Tuesday, November 25th. We'll be conducting maintenance in order to reset the Diablo 2 ladder. They anticipate the realms will be down for about six hours. And uh, all existing ladder characters will be converted to non-ladder. It's basically their season conversion. Like they do now. Or like what they will do with seasons here. Uh, All characters and items, they go on to say, being converted to non-ladder will remain intact. Uh, But once converted, these characters will no longer have access to ladder content, such as ladder-only rune words. Remember those? Oh, man. Diablo 2. The Diablo 2 talk is just killing me. Right, let's uh you know the whole time you've been hearing calls right we've been doing a bunch of those so far did you know that you can call in yourself at 801-471-0462 that's 
801-461-0462. Ignore the old number that were in the old episodes. That one doesn't exist anymore. Now it's this one, 801-471-0462. Or you can send your attachments and your emails to thediabloshow at gmail.com. We have more calls. How about this one? Hey, Scott. This is Brandon with Portland, Oregon. Excuse me. I wanted to first say I absolutely love the show. Stumbled on it the other day. I just started a witch doctor build, and I was noticing I was able to use two skills on the same tree rather than having to go to elective mode and put one on each button. So I was able to use, they're called fetishes, I believe. If you activate them first, and then you wait 60 seconds for it to recharge, then you activate the gargantuan, you'll have two different guys that you're able to use for one button, and that will stay around for about five to ten minutes. So total with the Witch Doctor, you'll have the Witch Doctor, the Follower. You can have three zombie dogs with the passive skill slot. You'll have five to ten of those fetishes, and then you'll have one gargantua. So I just wanted to see if anybody else knew about that. If not, I thought that helped out. Anyway, thanks again, and love the show. All right. No, I know. I am fully aware of this because anytime I'm in a public game and I'm running with a witch doctor, that guy comes with an army. So I think it's well known, in fact, um, that you can do that. It seems like cheating to me. I mean, really, it's like what? It's like an RTS. They just come over the hill and just go and just barf on everything. It's just I, I don't know what's going on with witch doctors, but it does not seem like they are. Uh, let me put it another way. They are the most OP thing in the game. They have to be, man. Who is going to deny this? Even you guys who are playing them, you have to admit it. Witch doctors, it's their banana time, those things. Honestly, it's out of control. At least it feels that way. Hey, Scott, this is for the Diablo show. Um, I had a question about uh, Diablo in general, moral, moral kind of question. So I play on the PlayStation 4. And you have to manually push and pull your cloud save data. Well, I was playing over at my girlfriend's house, and I lost one of my hardcore characters. He uh, died. It was sad. <laughs> so, anyways, I realized I could just pull my previous save back down, and my character was back. So, the question is, do I keep playing that guy, or do I just go and have him killed again and push that save data out to the cloud? Anyways, thank you for your time. Bye. This is a very good question. I mean, you are cheating. I mean, in terms of I'm I, I don't I'm not calling you a morally rep- reprehensible person. Clearly, they've they've left a I don't even know if I call it an exploit, but they've left a way for you to do this, a safety valve, you know, for an otherwise intended to be dead character that you can't do on the PC and Mac version, but you can do it on console versions. It's kind of cheating. But they're letting you do it. So I don't know, man. That's a really hard question. It's difficult for me to say it's a big moral problem because, again, they're letting it happen. You're not having to break something or ruin your end user license agreement to do something or do something illegal here. You're just, you're just, I don't know. You're taking advantage of a loophole that they left in there. I think it's cheating, but then again, if I had a guy who was 65 and rocking and I got a little lazy one night and he got killed or a connection problem caused it or I don't know what other reason, and I had the option to go get him back, I'd be real tempted. I'm not going to lie to you. 
I'd kind of be right there with you. Ugh. Tough call, dude. Tough call. I, I know where you're at. I feel your pain. All right. I thought it'd be fun. I did this weird thing. I don't know even why I did it. I'm just going to share it with you guys. Last week, a bunch of you called. I decided to make it. Uh, I wanted to see what it sounded like if they all talked at once. So here's that. Scott, sorry. My name's Jennifer. I don't know. It's like this. <laughs> called the Diablo show glitch, man. I don't know why I got such a kick out of that, but I thought you guys would enjoy it. I hope you did. I sure did. All right, it's time to wrap things up. Thank you guys again for being here. Sorry so long between episodes on this one. We've only got four left in the season, so I guess I'm kind of trying to spread it out a little bit. But uh, as always, that phone number to call again is 801-471-0462, 801-471-0462. Keep those calls coming. They're amazing as always. I love them. You can also send attachments to thediabloshow at gmail.com. And normally I read your emails. Just didn't have a lot of room to this, uh, this week, but you can send those as well. Frogpants.com slash Diablo is where you can find the show. Links to all the subscription info, Stitcher, iTunes, the RSS feed for your apps on your phones or whatever, or just a direct download from the site if you'd rather listen to it that way or play it right there on the webpage. Whatever you want, it's right there. Frogpants.com slash Diablo. We're at Diablo Show on Twitter. You can find me at Scott Johnson. Now, normally I just end the show and say goodbye, but I'm going to play a song because I found a really cool uh, heavy metal version of the Diablo theme. And I think it's super cool. And lots of people wanted it. A lot of people wanted to hear it. All kinds of requests for it. Uh, people linking me to it and saying, hey, you should totally play this. And you'll check it out. It's awesome. So I'm going to play it. Now, this is the Diablo main theme from, I want to say Diablo 2, but there are certainly hints of it in the new game. You'll know the one. It's the guitar thing, right? That whole thing at the beginning of the deal. So we're going to play that. Uh, I'm sorry I don't have... And everybody who sent me a link to it, nobody told me who made it. So I don't have, like, credit. I want to give credit where it's due. So if anybody knows who this is, you want to send me the name this uh, this week, and I'll talk about them next week because uh, I want to give credit. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. Please be here again next time for a brand new episode of The Diablo Show. Support us on Patreon. Buy the Diablos uh, the loot pinata over there at uh, frogpants.com slash store. Still available, signed, cool, awesome, great stuff in there, and it helps the show a lot. And the Patreon at patreon.com slash frogpants. That's going to do it for us. See you next time.
podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. 